You're listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the Internet to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web shapes popular opinion, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com. Vocus Director of Product Management Kai Strantz goes on the record online at the PRSA International Conference 2008 in Detroit. During the uh, the 2001, you know, kind of dot-com bubble burst and uh, the, the data that came out of that, that companies that invested more in their PR and marketing were better positioned when the markets recovered. Okay, today we have a one-on-one interview with Kai Strantz. He's Director of Product Management at Vocus. Uh, we had a chance to talk about the online press release. Uh, we talked about uh, the current economy and how it will affect uh, the business of online communications. And we also talked a bit about um, how the PR industry regards technology, whether or not they're afraid of it, whether or not they're receptive. And uh, the whole interview comes to you unedited after this. Hi, this is Chris Bechtel. I'm the Vice President of Products and Services with iPressroom, and I'm here as part of a new segment we're testing called What You Can Do with iPressroom. This week, we're talking about campaign landing pages. Using iPressroom's media platform, non-technical communications pros can easily create, manage, and measure campaign landing pages or event landing pages. So if you have an event or a specific outreach program, iPressroom will design and deliver a fully branded campaign landing page or an event landing page. These pages or sites can include flash video, registration forms, blog content, photos, much more. Ideally, these pages are best coupled with a search-optimized press release and other tactics that you will use to drive traffic to them. Once visitors hit that page, a registration form captures registrations and tracks conversions. To learn more about how you can use this, send us email to info at ipressroom.com or visit us on the web at www.ipressroom.com slash demo. Kai Strantz, Director of Product Marketing at Vocus. Thank you so much for joining us at the PRSA International Conference 2008 in Detroit. Very good to be here. Thank you, Eric. And there's a lot going on here. They're barking in the background. They're handing out lunches. Uh, there's people all over the place. It's a very exciting place to be. Absolutely. I hope so, it's not too distracting of a place for us to conduct an interview. No, it is not. Good. So now, you guys presented here, right? That's correct. Uh, we presented on online uh, uh, online press release distribution and uh, really what people in the PR industry are looking to do is uh, work uh, under constrained uh, uh, budgets and uh, also a new expectations among PR and especially with a blending of marketing uh, to be able to uh, uh, generate sales and uh, contribute to the financial success of the company. So we, we largely presented around how people can use technology uh, to do that. And you're a vet. You've been at Vocus for 12 years. That's correct. So this is a business you know. Absolutely. And for those, for, for, you have to assume that the listeners of this podcast, these are not the newbies. These are the people who really are, are, are diehard consumers of information. They want, you know, in-depth, high-quality information. Oh, absolutely. So these are the people who know that all the wire services are out there talking about online press releases and search engine optimization. What can you tell us 
that we don't know about online press releases? Well, in, in, overall, uh, in, in a number of uh, meetings that I've been at in terms of talking with people, uh, the, the whole technology is uh, somewhat fearful for them right now in terms of, you know, they're hearing new things like you need to be using Twitter and widgets and uh, other, other tools out there. And they don't know how to incorporate those things. Um, so really, uh, what they're starting to see, and they're, they're also seeing that now they have to, to communicate to a whole new market, uh, consumers. And uh, this new technology that they're needing to use for that is, uh, they're already dealing with traditional media outlets, and now this whole new medium has them fearful and how to, how to get into it. It's a very small segment that's really doing it and doing it successfully right now. Uh, so, so you and me are early adopters. Yeah. We got on the bus a long time ago, yeah. and it was a lonely place to be. It was. 12 years ago. And now everybody's all excited, and it's, you know, everyone thinks it's the greatest thing. But uh, uh, what, so in your experience, what surprises you most about PR's response to the growth of online media? It's, uh, it, my surprise has been that it's, uh, it's been a little, uh, it's been a little slow in, in, in adoption lately. And I think, I think because there is a fear of this technology, uh, but people on the other side, which, which, uh, been probably more surprising is customers and have been able to use this technology to really demonstrate that they can tr contribute and it's kind of seeing the light bulb go off with them that they actually can contribute and show a bottom line uh, to the company's success so that that's been great out of it surprising is uh, you know in terms of uh, not adopting these newer tools of Twitter and, and these other things out here uh, and that they can go and contribute to, you know, and, and look for this new audience, this new consumer market. So um, I've got to think someone in your position gets asked a lot of the same questions over and over again. Yep. What are some of the most frequently asked questions that PR people ask you about online communications? Yeah. Uh, how do I how do I write a search engine optimized press release? Uh, in in our discussions yesterday. Uh, what was very surprising out of it was, in, in a show of hands, how many were uh, did not know what their marketing team uses for keyword searches. You know, in terms of driving people to their company traffic. You know, in a show of hands, there's probably less than 10% of the people in the room uh, said that they knew what their marketing teams were using for keywords to do driving traffic to their websites. And then an even smaller percentage when asked, you know, for those that do know what those words are, how are they incorporating those into their, into their press releases now? So it was very surprised that there's not a connection, a stronger connection between the PR and the marketing teams uh, in using that kind of information to do search engine optimization. So at a minimum, uh, you know, only about 10% of PR people out there are truly using, you know, the tools of search engine optimization right now. What else? What, what other frequently asked questions do you get over and over again? What are the most common concerns people have? What is Twitter? How do I use Twitter in, in PR? Isn't that just a communication one-on-one? -on -one? Uh, people are starting to communicate with journalists now via Twitter. Um, and it's a, uh, you know, how do I use blogs? How do I get out to blogs, uh, bloggers and establish relationships with them? Uh, all of that social media is still very much an unknown um, for them. And that's, that's the most common questions that we get, is really around how, how do I interact and communicate with these people? I'm being expected to, but I don't know how to start or where to start to be able to do that. Sure. So Vocus has a, uh, 
online uh, PR software package. Correct. My company, iPressroom, has an online PR software package. What do you think the impact of the current economic downturn will be on our businesses specifically, on software as a service? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it has been. It was shown during the uh, the 2001, you know, kind of dot com bubble burst. In uh, the, the data that came out of that, that companies that invested more in their PR and marketing were better positioned when the markets recovered. Uh, so I think if if we keep communicating that message, and, and certainly there are a lot of lessons learned about that, CEOs are now seeing that if we invest more in PR and marketing and advertising now, when things recover, we're going to be much stronger, and, and that that's what we're seeing. So I think people in our space, we're still strong, and, and we'll be able to continue that growth. When you look at um, your client base, mm -hmm. uh, I've got to think that some of your clients are probably marketing people. It, definitely there's been this blend. Uh, we've been seeing, you know, five years ago, we would have never worked with marketing. Uh, now that our base, we're dealing with, uh, you know, uh, smaller companies, uh, you know, broad range of customers that, that we work with from Fortune 100s all the way down to very small businesses. And yeah, you know, the titles are changing and we're dealing more uh, with PR and marketing, more people are reporting to CMOs now uh, than they have just because of this blending of uh, PR and marketing. Due partly uh, because of the um, uh, this direct to consumer and having to you know show and contribute to the financial success. PR people need to communicate what was traditionally only a marketing segment. So if you think about the cliches in popular media of PR people. Yep. And I'm one of them. I mean, I'm, I'm a former PR person. Uh, you think about um, Tony Curtis in The Sweet Saw Success, where he's this sort of you know, evil publicist. You think of Samantha Jones in Sex in the City. You think of Colin Farrell in the phone right. booth. You know, you think of all these sort of spin doctors who are out to manipulate. And, and in many cases, they're sort of positioned as being sort of buffoons or um, resistant to technology. And you know, uh, the truth is, I mean, there's, uh, there's often something, some truth in a cliche. Yep. So uh, is there any generalization you'd be willing to make about PR's aptitude as an industry uh, in adopting new technologies? Yeah, it, where, where we were as a company 10 years ago and where we are today, you know, we always said we, PR was behind. You know, it's always been tech, technologically behind the curve. Marketing and advertising always had the tools to be able to show measurement and success and could show that in the boardroom. They always had a seat at the table. Now you're seeing PR people more and more be able to have representation at the, you know, at the boardroom uh, at, you know, with the CEO and be able to communicate and interact with them directly. Uh, so, and I think that's also been largely part with technology catching up. I think the playing field is much more even with the marketing and advertising than it was you know, four or five years ago. Um, where it is today, I think I think we're pretty level. Still, newer generation of students and college kids coming into into PR now are bringing a lot of this technology with them. So I think PR industry and marketing, as a whole, will will quickly catch up. You know, with the internet and and, and a lot of the online. So um, I had a conversation at this conference uh, several years back uh, with a. Um, very well-known uh, company, not a direct competitor of either of ours, mm -hmm. but a very well-known company that will remain nameless. Sure. And uh, I talked to one of the head guys there, and we were talking about potentially an alliance. And he looked at me and he said, you know what, I don't think PR people have the moxie to command a buying decision when the web is related. I, 
I think it's very difficult for them. Uh, change, my experience in PR, uh, specifically in PR and in other industries, uh, is that uh, PR is is uh, change is bad. They're you know they're very susceptible that anything different than what they're doing is bad. You know, still uh, the majority of our market that we're in, uh, you know have nothing. They're not using any tools. They're using Outlook or they're using Excel to keep track of their media contacts and to measure their news. They're very using very antiquated tools. Um, so they they are not uh, employing this. And you know for us both, you know, we're looking at a corporate market of two hundred and fifty thousand potential companies. We have three thousand companies. Not sure what you have, uh, you know, but the market is still very underpenetrated, and I think that you know largely shows that we still have to catch up. And in, in, in as technology and PR, there's still a bit of a phobia with that. So yeah, we still have a lot of work to do. Let's uh, uh, talk for a minute about um, Chris Anderson posting everyone's names for sending a misguided pitches, and the PR spammers wiki that Gina Trapana from Trapani from uh, Lifehacker blog. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, Gina, um, from Lifehacker's blog posted. Um, you know, some might, some could say you could, you could make an argument that a product like Vocus maybe makes it a little too easy for uh, an overly aggressive PR person to get the wrong contacts into a list and spam the world with uh, bad information. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously it's a poor craftsman who blames his tools, but at the same time, you know, uh, how, how do you sort of dodge the bullet on that one? Because you're the tool people leverage to get the information out to the media. Yeah, specifically for us, uh, you know, we work very hard to stay on white lists and, and work closely with, you know, organizations and outlets trying to create relationships of who we are. Um, we also do a lot of education as well, you know, because that's certainly something we have we have seen, and uh, over the last couple of years, you know, spamming is. Don't blame the journalists; they are getting spammed, and they're getting a tremendous amount of email, and that's why they're starting to ignore it, and go out and find information online, and, and go and look for information in other ways. Uh, so we do a lot of education around that as a company, as you know, part of the implementation. We just don't hand you the keys. We talk about you know, the importance of building lists, the importance of establishing relationships. You know, we uh, conduct a number of webinars every month, so we do a lot of education around that. Uh, but you know, the few can ruin it for the rest of, of everyone else, and, and we've seen that. Uh, but we, we continuously strive to you know to try and educate people on the importance of relationship building and not spamming. We're talking to Kai Strantz. He's the director of product management at Vocus. Uh, final question, Kai. Um, everyone's so excited here at the show about uh, social media, new media, online media. Um, but uh, uh, you know, mainstream media has sort of fallen out of favor. Um, if you look at the information that's online, much of it is, as Epic 2014 predicted, shallow, narrow, sensational, and untrue. Do you think the mainstream media will rise in glory and have its place in the sun once again? Yeah, traditional media is, is definitely going uh, reformation right now. You know, uh, newspapers in terms of actual print, 
we've seen all the declining circulation. Uh, I think in time they'll they'll reform themselves. You've seen, you know, they're going traditionally online now. They have their blogger sections. People are uh, are going back to that. They'll they'll find their foot back in it and uh, definitely have a space. I don't think anyone discounts that they're going to be replaced or they're going to go away by you know blogger or social media uh, by any account. But definitely. Uh, uh, as we continue to work with them, you know, I think I think they definitely have a place. One last thing, I said it was the last question, but I realized I forgot to to tell everybody that you are a former FBI analyst. Uh, yes, that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it was a uh, uh, good good time at the organization. Definitely learned a lot about technology and, and other isn't it the so company? Can, Aren't you supposed to call it the company? Yeah, right. Are you like looking over your shoulder when you get a drink uh, of water now and wondering uh, those days are, whether or not they're following you around? I. I hope they don't have any dirt on me to be following me around, but those days are certainly long gone, yeah. And of course, you can't talk about what you did, right? Uh, of course. It's totally confidential. Correct. Right. But if there was anything maybe you took away from your work at the company that uh, sort of stayed with you as sort of guiding principle of how to be effective, um, anything? Anything you took away from the FBI as a, as a governing principle of how to do work that you now apply? <laughs> You know, it, it, it's something that certainly keep your friends in. close and your enemies closer. That's right. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, one of them. Definitely, uh, you know, something they very much instill their integrity. And of course, that's know, why we're doing this podcast here. That's right. Right. That's hey. right. Uh, yeah, it uh, great great organization that uh, uh, early in my career being able to work there. Yeah, uh, you know, integrity is number one, and and we uh, in the work that we do and working with our customers and with the industry as a whole, you know, in integrity is very important in what we do, and uh, I try and carry that through, you know, everything that we do and what we communicate uh, as a product and you know, in the industry. Kai Strantz, uh, Director of uh, Product Management and Vocus, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. I'm sorry Bill Wagner couldn't join us. That's right. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the web to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web impacts corporate reputations, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com.